Happy Monday, everyone. Happy Monday. Happy Monday, everyone. Happy Monday. <laughs> All right, guys. Episode two, 2021. You guys ready? We're back. All right. For another episode. Right. We have um, today we have Castro Borgesdi on with us. He is an aerospace engineer who turned into a beauty entrepreneur and co-founded uh, Persona Cosmetics. Um, wow. and, and you have your own consulting firm, right? Castro Consulting, right? It's it's just a side hobby thing. I, I love I love to share um, information anywhere I could provide value. Okay. So it's just a it's just a fun page right now. So so everything's welcome. a hustle. <laughs> it's a side hustle in 2021. So, so welcome. Thank you for uh, making some time for us uh, today. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited to, to talk and, and share more. Yeah. So, so uh, what drink do you have for us today? They call this a spritzer. Um, basically, some non-alcoholic ginger beer and lemonade, juice, fruits, sparkling water. Nice. It's very delicious. It's good for you. That's good, good for you. That's good for us, yeah. A nice non-alcoholic detox before the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Usually the uh, alcoholic, but got to drive somewhere right after the call. So that's why I have my water. Oh, cheers. All right. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Cheers. 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 This works great because I'm doing a juice cleanse right now, and so I can only drink water. Oh, perfect. Oh, yeah. So, that's so Kasra or, or Kaz, um, who are you? <laughs> Tell us about yourself. <laughs> so two sentences or less. No, I'm kidding. Go for it. I mean, I'm a former aerospace engineer that always had a passion for marketing and entrepreneurship. Met my wife and started a beauty brand called Persona Cosmetics. Shortest intro, probably, but that kind of gets the, the point across. I mean, that, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. So, so we'll sums it up perfect. Into it. So I guess um, I'll, I'll start. I'm going to dig deep into it. So where did you grow up? What was your life like growing up? Kind of get into that yeah. stuff too. Cause we always see the entrepreneurs, but we don't see their stories like behind starting where, point, yeah, how they started and their life growing up and everything. So maybe go into that a little. Yeah, no, I was, I was, I'm Persian, Iranian, born in Iran, um, moved to Canada, Toronto when I was five, grew up there till I was 12. And then the family decided to move to the West coast. Uh, to California, where all of my mom's side of the family was at. So grew up naturally. That's where yeah. they gravitate. Naturally in Tehrangelis. That's the where. Let's go. So, so wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. You went from Tehran to Tehran to Tehrangelis. Literally. <laughs> so, so I've never heard of Tehran. Place where there's a. What I've is never it? Heard about yeah. That. You've never actually shopped out of the It does. It really feels Toronto. Yeah. Yeah, Toronto. So you've never yeah, lived anywhere where there's where there's a small Iranian community. Where at? No, you've never lived in one. What I'm saying. No, 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 not at all yeah. down here it's super small compared to toronto and tehran and everything there's like two restaurants here over there there's like the whole westwood block yeah i'm surprised i think you guys are the only persian people i know in florida yeah there's Give not a lot of us yeah. down here i think we're the only ones we know too yeah we're the only ones we know each other so sorry right. so you moved to um Tehrangelis, la Yes. So I've been here, basically grew up here since I was 12, um, went to college here, um, started my career here and still here. Don't, don't think I'll be moving anywhere else. I think, I think LA is home. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's good to hear. So getting into your career that you moved into LA for, yeah. um, I want to focus on your aerospace journey and path. So can you remember back to what sparked your initial joy or, you know, want or need to get into aerospace engineering? I mean, as, as you guys know, growing up in, you know, the Persian family, either you're Go a ahead, yep. engineer or lawyer. <laughs> and luckily for me, everyone surrounding me was basically an engineer. My dad, my sister um, being the closest nice. to me and always having a passion for like cars and airplanes and, and that sort of stuff, being a boy, you know, and, yeah. you know, naturally 
naturally, I don't know if it's naturally, to be honest, but being good at math and science. And, and when you're a young age, you kind of say something, you're like, hey, I want to be an engineer. I want to design that thing, you know, and like, it yeah, I dream big. In your head, for sure. you dream about it, and then you actually end up doing it and you go to school for it and you like invest a lot of time and, and you know, money and all that. And next thing you know, you're, I guess, 20 something and this is like your career and this is what you're supposed to do for the rest of your life. And, and that's not always like the right approach, but that's how it was. And I had a lot of right. influence and, and, and no regrets. Obviously, engineering is a sound, you know, education mm -hmm. to have. And I've learned a lot. But as, as we're going to discuss further, we're going to find out, like, obviously, that's not what I stuck to. So that, right, that's yeah, yeah. One part. <laughs> Clearly. So so in your aerospacing, were you more aeronautical or astronautical? Um, no, aerospace. So basically, um, I started at Northrop Grumman, which basically helped design um, jets uh, as a design engineer when I started um, out of college, which was very cool and, and like, you know, so much to learn, um, especially going to school in engineering and then being able to work in an environment where, you know, you're you're basically designing one of the coolest products out there as an engineer. Um, yeah. So started in des as a design engineer at Northrop Grumman, working on jets, uh, moved over into um, unmanned air systems, which is basically uh, drones. And then finally moving over into the commercial space, which was working on jet engines, which is on planes that we fly on. Um, and then when I was working on jet engines, I was working on more of the manufacturing and test side of things. But um, that was a 10 year career um, from 2005 to 2015 is when I uh, did the whole aerospace engineering. And, uh, and what? 10 years is a long time. Yeah. 10 years is a long time. It, it kind of blew by fast. Um, the first six years um, was a lot of growth learning you know, you know what, you, what they teach you in school is nothing from what you learn when you're like actually at work on the job. Right. Yeah. Experience um, is a totally different thing. Yeah. Yeah. As you guys know, right. It's like yeah. you, you, you learn this stuff, the theoretical stuff, even even like stuff in application. But then once you're there at work and environment and that's the kind of stuff that maybe they should be teaching more in, in schools these days. But yeah, you would, you would think by now. That makes me feel so much better because I'm coming up on two years at my job. I'm an engineer, too, and I still feel ah. like I know nothing. <laughs> So hearing you say the first six years was like that makes me feel so oh, much. Yeah. Better. And what what type of engineering are you doing? I'm electrical, so oh. it's kind of similar, but like it's still that like type of imposter syndrome where you're like, I feel like I know nothing, but I know things at the same time, and you try to yeah. apply what you learned in school. Yeah. But there's such oh. a gap in between it. Like you really need mentors at work. To Absolutely. Constantly reminding of you. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's 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 so different from school. Even even the last, Yeah. Sorry, you were saying. I'm just saying that's good to hear that you're saying. Yeah, yeah. You're saying, like with the first six years was difficult. <laughs> Anyone else that feels like they're uh, struggling and tell me what their job? <laughs> there's yeah, hope. Like you said it right there, mentors. And I was lucky enough. Um, they hired a bunch of college graduates. It was a bunch of college graduates. With no experience and then there was a bunch of people that were really old but cool and they mm -hmm. worked on cool stuff and and there was no real competition so they were like really taking us under their wings and teaching us and and you know they were like set off to go into retirement and yeah yeah they actually had to stick around a little longer because you know the financial crisis happened and yeah. everything and everyone's 401k went the but anyhow they ended up staying <laughs> a little bit longer we benefited we can do that for another episode <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's yeah. but yeah mentors is it's so key especially when you start a you know out of college and you're learning and it's like for sure you know but you don't but yeah, I'll the, tell the, the only caveat with mentors is that um you're, you're kind of wet behind the ears so you don't know what a good mentor is versus yeah 
toxic mentors. Yes, that's what I was um, you know, and I, and I ran into, you know, toxic mentors uh, uh, in my career path where in hindsight, I'm like, damn, I should never have learned any of that because that yeah, was yeah. the wrong way. I learned all the wrong things. Ah, I see, yeah. I see. So, yeah, so yeah, you have right. to be careful um, when you need a mentor to find a mentor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You need someone to guide you there. Yeah. Right. So, so that's just, you know, that's just the way it works. The way that the mentor also feels about their job and the attitude that they have when they come into work is going to affect you because that's the person you're around all the time. So if they're super negative and they hit their job it's going to come across yeah, that Yeah, you're going to absorb their energy yeah exactly so or maybe they won't teach you the things you need to learn because it's not important to them or they already know it you know so arish is right it's it's really important quick question arish were you assigned a mentor or were did you like gravitate or how did gravitate, that gravitate. Mm-hmm. i kind of made my own career path i didn't like you know you know where i worked um at some point there was like mentorship programs where you're assigned a mentor yeah um but even looking at that i didn't i didn't get into that program i didn't even apply for that program. Um, I just didn't want it. But when I looked at, again, looking at it in hindsight, even the mentors that were in that project weren't any good. Mm. Yeah. You know, um, you might have saved yourself because there. I'm looking at these people. You know, there was one thing that um, the VP of Florida had said to us is that you need to be with climbers, if that makes sense, like career yeah. climbers, not people who just stay at the plateau or stay at the first stop. Right. right. Yeah. Like lateral right. movers. Yeah. yeah. Where I worked is that a lot of people got to a certain point and just stopped. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that certain point stopping, you know, maybe for them it was fine because, you know, who's going to argue when you're in your mid 30s or in your late 20s, you got married and now you're making 85 grand a year working 40 hours a week and your wife is making like you know 50 60 or 80 grand a year okay you're bringing in 150 160 thousand dollars okay i'm gonna stop right here and make my life easy mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay so you ran into a lot of people there where all they knew how to do was get to that point right and couldn't sense. progress further and i'm talking i'm talking about at&t here so this is sales right this is sales. This is a, again, AT&T, obviously we know it's a massive corporation. There's so many yeah. ways you can move there. And being there for so long, I just realized that this, there, there's no growth here. And then I changed careers completely, um, still in sales, but just a different thing altogether. Yeah. Uh, but now being, you know, my entire career has been sales. You know, I don't want to work for anybody anymore. So I'm working on transition plans to, you know, just work for myself. For sure. Um, but I, I feel like the foundation of when I started in these companies, um, especially at AT&T, you know, when I worked for a private company that, that sold AT&T initially, um, there was some bad mentor. Mm. Okay. And then when I got into AT&T, I got hooked up with another bad mentor. And I was the only one that figured it out because everybody else um, didn't see the behind the scenes. Mm, yeah. You know, I saw behind the curtain and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What's going this on? guy is... I feel- I yeah. feel like in a sales environment where the objectives are very, you know, it's different than maybe engineering. It's very it's absolutely technical. different. You, you have a, you, I'm going to make an assumption here with, with anything that's not sales, whether it's engineering or, or whatever it is, you have a project or you're developing something, you need to get to X. It's okay? a goal. And you, right. Yeah. And you have a certain time frame to get it and you have these resources. With us, you know, it's always, you're as good as your last sale. You're as good as your yeah. last month of sales. Yeah. It's every trying to one up your next person, month. you know. Yeah, so much job stress that, you know, people do funny things to make sure their sales look good. Wow. Oh, yeah. okay. So that's that's the politics of the, the corporate environment, too. Right. Yeah. That's what we yeah, yeah. don't want. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yep. You don't want that at all, ever. But yeah, <laughs> yeah it's good, good reward hard work. Sides. That's it. Good, good mm-hmm. that there's both sides of mentors, you know, and I'm sure even with with your experience, it, it's taught you a lot. Mm hmm. 
Yeah, right. it, it, it has because it's affected me. And luckily, I was able to bounce back from it. But you know, if, if I ever were to be a mentee to somebody, you know, I would just tell them about my experiences and what to look for, what not to look for. I mean, you just got to figure out for yourself what you what you want out of your career. Good or bad, it's still experience and you build from that. So yeah. absolutely. So Castro, after now 10 years of being in aerospace engineering, so you're, you're getting to this mindset that maybe that's not for you anymore. You want to branch out and you want to become this entrepreneur, right? So right. what was that initial thought process? Like what, what made you go, okay, I'm going to quit and I'm going to take this big risk and start this company with my wife that yeah. you're not as educated on maybe as she is. So, you know, she's maybe the, for, for, I mean, you might be, I don't know, but maybe in the initial stages, maybe not all together. Yeah. But so what, what was that initial like jump to get into the, you know, your realm now? Uh, that's a great question. And there's a little backstory behind that. Um, it was in a hard jump the last probably three to four years in engineering. I was always working on side projects, building different type of companies that, eventually didn't turn to any, you know, anything successful, but there was always some type of traction that was made. And, and I was like, right. I was learning, you know, I was, I was yeah, yeah. figuring it out and it was in the marketing uh, world and, and in the digital environment, um, met my wife and we dated and we, for, for two years during that time, she was starting in the influencer world, which is basically creating a personal digital media company is, is what I would call it. Um, yeah. so I naturally, you know, was excited for that. And I was helping out with, with kind of helping her build that path. Um, so it kind of meshed together and then it got to a point where, you know, I was done with engineering. I knew I, there was more that I could do, um, especially with, with a lot of the side projects that I worked on and, and stuff that we were building with, with a few friends and, and coworkers and so forth on the side, um, yeah, late yeah. nights, weekends and all that stuff. Um, mm -hmm. ultimately didn't pursue it fully because I didn't want to leave the stable job. And I think yeah, I, yeah. I kind of gave up on a few of those projects because it was like, okay, 30 now, am I really going to pursue this thing? And, and, you know, kind of maybe move back home, be quiet for like three, four years and try to build this thing up. Mm -hmm. So, but ultimately didn't pursue that path, uh, met my wife, helped her with, with that. And, and where I brought a lot of value on the digital and marketing side, um, because as you guys know, like building, like even the blog business and, and the influencer digital media businesses it's you you really can't do it as a one-man team yeah, so so that was like real life experience right there and it was really exciting you know it was like 2015 it's when things started developing the digital world the blogging the youtube you know instagram yeah. facebook everything Social media was, was blowing up right everything was building and we were like you know she was the content creator and she was like the expert in the space and i was the one trying to like see how we could like build on it you know mm -hmm. have the strategies look at, look at the analytics see you know where we need to you know push here like double down there so all of that experience came together and it got to a point where you know also additional being in the engineering and manufacturing and just kind of being a self-starter and, and having that entrepreneurial mindset and you know yeah. doing stuff on the side my wife she wanted to create products you know she didn't see like her content and in, in the influencer side of the business being something that she wanted to forever do and i was always mm -hmm. passionate about creating you know business whatever it would be um, but merging marketing into it and and then having the manufacturing and understanding and know-how of you know dealing with vendors what it takes to test products what it takes to bring them launch mm -hmm. products so it got to a point where like hey do, do we want to do this and it wasn't this big old plan it was more like hey listen we got an idea for this one product. How could we get this done? And if we can be successful in creating this one product and selling it, putting it on, on the market, we'll think of the next steps 
uh, down the road, which is yeah. what we ultimately did. And, and looking back at it, that's why if, if I show you guys the first product, it looks completely different in a different place. I was going to say, is the company now what it was when it started or was it completely different, different the, name? So the soul and everything is the same, but like the first product, you know, the visual branding was completely different than where we are now. We weren't thinking, you know, roadmap, product roadmap down the road, branding, hire a full on agency that plans out the, your next like two years launches with everything, you know, it was, it was more, right. how do we get this product out? Could we, could we even find any success with this one product? And luckily for us, we did. And we had to start figuring it out quick. <laughs> And the, was the first product the Identity Palette or was... Correct. And you guys did rebrand it last year. Okay, that makes sense. Because exactly, exactly. I was wondering why you guys rebranded it. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was com one. it was completely off-brand from, you know, where our brand yeah, direction evolved looked different. into. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a moment of time, I'd say. It was a very moment of time. And, and it had like an illustrative, you know, design on the front. Unique, different than what other brands were doing. Mm -hmm. um, the goal was to like create, you know, almost like an art piece that, you know, you could put on your vanity and kind of be inspired by it. Oh. But that couldn't sustain through every product. So we had to kind of narrow down the visual brand identity and, and bring everything yeah. to more consistent bases. And that's why we had to kind of do away with the illustrative design of the first mm -hmm. product. So, so Kaz, I, I, have a, I have a question. You know, you mentioned that everybody was happy you're, you're an engineer. Um, everyone what? Everyone, everyone in your family was happy that you went the engineering route. <laughs> You, you you chose one of the three pre-approved yeah. uh, career routes uh, as an Iranian. <laughs> yeah. um, so what was that conversation like when you said, I'm going to go make, I'm going to go uh, do makeup now? <laughs> Phrasing like that sounds tough, right? Because in a nutshell, I mean. No, no, no. no, no, no that, right. That's what they heard. That's all they heard. That's all they heard. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily for me, I was, at that time, I was 32. Um, I had 10 years of, you know, I, I did the engineering and they knew, they they, my parents are, you know, they trust my instincts and decisions, especially as a 32 year old, you know, and, and working 10 years and they know if like what decisions I was making at the time would be right for me. Um, so it was, it was pretty simple. I mean, they understood like, you know, I had the entrepreneur mindset and, and had the aptitude oh, to kind of pursue it. So walk me through this here. Yeah. <laughs> Cause this is a big thing. You're the lucky one. This isn't yeah, you know, you go from engineering to opening. You you're know. saying you got lucky. That's what happened. Yeah. What, what I'm what I'm asking you. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't 21 saying, "Hey, I'm." I'm That's it true. was it was more. I'll tell you this. It was more difficult out of high school. I had opportunity to go play college soccer, and I really wanted to do that. My parents were like yo, that's probably not the right decision, you know. <laughs> you on the side, play. you played on, on the weekends. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I played all through high school and stuff, but I had the opportunity to go to school to play. I, and, and uh -huh. you know, you can't be an engineer and play collegiate soccer. It's just, right, it right. just it doesn't, you pick one or the other. And I was ready to go all into soccer. And that's where it was tougher to kind of choose, you know, and have that conversation. And they were like, not about it. So did and, you just pick up the phone and call them and say, this is what I'm going to do? Or did you meet with them? Or No, you know? I mean... No. They, there was there was really no options. It was like kind of go off and do this on your own if you're gonna do it. Well, no, not or, that you asked them, but like how how did you present it? The soccer or the makeup? The makeup. The makeup was like I was I was at an age where you kind of just told them, hey, this is what we're doing. Yeah, this is what I'm doing. Yeah, I mean they they saw how how much I was helping uh, build my wife's business, and they saw like you know there's lots of potential and what we can create. 
and they they were actually very supportive of it. You know, they right. thought, that's fantastic. So so there was yeah. uh, so, so there was some exposure to it before you said we're going all in. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they saw. I mean, uh, as I was working as an engineer, I was still helping my wife build, right, right, right. and and they saw that. And and yeah, okay. I mean, so they, so it was like a cold turkey thing transition for yeah, them. Yeah. And a lot of Persian parents are supportive, believe it or not. <laughs> no, we they know. Are, not, but they, maybe uh, not all. But this is a, this is a big jump. This is this is yeah. an, an intriguing jump. Yeah, but I wasn't like. I mean, it's 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 the business world. The product could be socks or makeup or yeah, cables. So it doesn't matter what Fair you're enough. selling, right? You're selling something. So so yeah. do you find yourself using everything you learned in your past using anything um, from your past career in this in this line of work? I know you said something about marketing or and, and different things like that, but as yeah. far as like aerospace engineer, you know, are you applying anything you learned from there into this? Yeah, I mean, working with manufacturers, being having engineering background and, and and as probably army knows working in the engineering field you got to work with a lot of vendors a lot of u.s companies all they are integrators they work with various sourcing vendors that and you work with them on specification requirements on hey i want this thing built and they build this piece of the plane and then you go and you fit it onto the airplane basically yeah. and, and you assemble it that's what they do um so having that background applying it to you know the makeup world and, and manufacturing makeup it, it it was very much well aligned it's like hey listen i get the requirements from sona my wife she wants a product that does x y and z those are the specifications and then sourcing vendors and manufacturers that could you know complete those specifications and be able to do them within so, the schedule so for you it's all the same just for. the widget is different now exactly yeah and then on top of that to speak on the marketing i always say the best marketers are have a creative mind have an analytical mind and they have a knack for human behavior and understanding psychology those right. that's like the triple threat of a good marketer right and if and a lot of engineers are great marketers if they have a creative mind, mm -hmm. which a lot of them do because you have to think kind of outside the box to solve some of the problems. Um, a lot yeah. of times you put in a box and you're like, figure this out, but you still have to be creative within the box. Um, so I think that played a lot of role in, into, you know, my marketing experience. It's like, hey, I, ha I have a creative mind. I mean, the analytics kind of made sense. And then I have an interest for human behavior and, and how things like psychologically makes why is it that this person picked this up versus that you know or went yeah. this way and that stuff just interests me in a i mean if you can so pick you, their mind you can sell it to them easier absolutely yeah so, so do you ever foresee yourself um i know you guys are running a successful shop right now but do you ever foresee going back into engineering at all or for right now this is the focus and you know yeah i think engineering has been my past and, and okay. previous chapters and, <laughs> and i think i don't regret i mean i, I learned so up. much you know i apply like what i learned in the corporate environment and what we want to build a company that's not like that as much as possible. Um, it helped with the structure of building a business and, and how to set things up uh, processes wise, it helps. Um, but going back to engineering, I don't know. It's been a while. I mean, it's been five, six years now. So I so forgot everything. The time, yeah. man. I forgot something. It's safe to say it is not like riding a bike. No. <laughs> No, how to get fired? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I we'll went on back for two weeks, and I came back. And I was like, I don't know how to do my job. <laughs> so I can someone come teach me this again? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why you're yeah, right. Yeah.
zone. That's um, I'm gonna get in more into the makeup side of things now. I love the makeup side of things. <laughs> Persona stuff. So um, you kind of uh, touched on this a little, but what was it like at the beginning, like having to actually learn about makeup products? Because when you work with the vendors and manufacturers, like the ingredients that go in the products and sampling them and testing them out, like how involved are you in that? How was that like learning all of that from scratch? Because you guys built this from scratch. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot of listening. It was a lot of listening, hearing things. What what are they talking about? Researching, finding out. Um, luckily, you know, the digital media side of the business was in makeup as well. So I was exposed to a lot of that. So I was always curious. My curiosity always led me to a lot of questions being asked. And, and just, you know, my wife being a great teacher, Hey, like you might sound stupid right now, but listen to me. This is how you, this is what this is for. This is what that is. And, you know, just being around it over, you know, over some time. And it took us like two years to launch yeah. the products. And in those two years working in the makeup, um, digital media side and, you know, marketing it, you kind of have to learn. So, but as far as yeah. like, at the end of the day, I'm not the one physically using the products. I was going to say, do you ever test them on yourself? I test it on my arms and so forth. And, and, you know, just, I have to know how things feel just to be able to speak the language, you know, sometimes the texture. Yeah, right, yeah. exactly. But as far as I'm not the end user, mm -hmm. so that's one piece that's always like, you know, which kind of sucks for me, but, um, I always have to rely on others, you know, and, but it also, it's kind of like, you know, you, you're missing a sense. So I'm really relying and I'm asking more questions and trying to like, it, it's yeah. not, not, so I don't know if that makes sense. It's a, yeah, it's like a weird position to be in because you're putting in all this work and you're marketing for it, but you're not, yeah. you can't even enjoy it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can't even tell what it's like to enjoy the product <laughs> that you're working Although on. we are, we are going to launch, uh, we just launched lip balms. I don't know if I could say this, but that's nah, okay. Um, we, we are going to launch Exclusive. a non version of the lip balm that I could use too. So that oh, what cool. version of the lip balm? We, we launched those e-balms, which is a tinted right, lip right, balm, right. uh, just our last month. So we're going to do a, a non-color. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. So, everyone... so could be, men could yeah. use it too. Not that guys don't want to pick up, but yeah. 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 Um, maybe can you walk us through what a day in the life of you and your job looks like? What yeah. responsibilities yes. entail? Because that's very interesting to hear. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're a startup. Um, there's seven employees, so it requires everyone to wear multiple hats. And then myself and, and Sona, the founders, requires us to even, you know, on top of wearing multiple hats, we we have to, you know, make sure everyone is like good, you know, making sure they're performing at their best. If, if there's anything weird happening in the office, kind of being like, you know, coaches and, and mentors and, and being there for them. And, and what now you're being the good mentors. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's like, well, oh, so much. I mean, you're, you're doing legal, you're doing accounting, um, you're doing product development, you're doing marketing, um, you're interviewing, trying to grow, you know, hire the right folks. That's been the hardest part of, of mm -hmm. building the team. Okay. So, uh, um, so, so sorry to interrupt, but on that, so obviously yeah. you do basically working, you're the co-founder here, you know, yeah. and, and you have to touch many departments. Yeah. Like you said, accounting, legal, marketing, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So what is like one thing that you do or have that allows you to keep it organized? Good question. Monday. 
Um, it's, it's, it's called, it's, it's basically a project management, um, software tool. Oh, I know Monday. I, I know exactly, um, what Monday is. Yeah, yeah. it's great. It's, it, it keeps everyone organized, organized cross-functional teams, um, manages your work. If you need, if you have certain yeah, it's projects, Monday.com, right? exactly. Monday.com. Yeah, Monday That's been like a game changing, uh, software. And then obviously Slack helps so much with mm -hmm. communications within the office. And if someone's working from home and, and so forth and keeping everyone like intact, Slack has been amazing. I mean, I got a whole tech stack. We could go through Shopify's like keeps, keeps the money coming in basically. You know, yeah. that, that, that's your storefront. That, that's Shopify is a game changer. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, these, these different like softwares and tools that are out there nowadays, it's, it's making it very easy to start businesses. But also in today's environment, it's never been so expensive as expensive to, to scale the business and build brand because there's so many people in the space, right? It's right, easy right. to get there, but when you get there, there's a lot of people. So it's kind of like a mm -hmm. give or take. Like it's, it's easy like, to get it's in. like wanted to be a great basketball player, right? You made it to the NBA. Now what's going to make you great? Yeah. 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 Are you, do you have that work ethic? Do you have that mindset? Are you naturally gifted? All that stuff, you know, it's, and it's you guys, beyond. Sorry, and you're in a super saturated field, especially right now like every influencer and creator is out here making yeah, that product into a brand yeah. so how do you set yourself apart i feel like that's super challenging part because now you're in the industry and you're well right. known but like how do you guys keep it going and make sure so that for us creating buzz yeah no i mean it's interesting you say like i think we're saturated and then sometimes i think that because i'm in it so any news i hear it's like it just sounds maybe more than it is but when you're saying it from the outside that really you know validates the point that it is a saturated market but the way we view it is the better we know our consumer and what they want and what they're and our community that we've built because we're not trying to reach everyone we're not trying to go wide we're trying to go deep so if we understand our consumer and our community and what they're after the market actually gets a little bit less crowded so that's kind of our viewpoint and, and you know serving them and having that you know connection and that that's how the brand started was understanding yeah. that, you know, Sona was getting discovered, her her YouTube videos were getting discovered because people were searching for makeup for brown eyes and her videos were coming up. Yeah, I was, and, I was reading, I was reading that little bio. Yeah, that, that's actually very interesting. Yeah, at that, I mean, people were finding her because she was putting content out for makeup for brown eyes. And then she was also, as, a, as an artist, creating her own palettes that would enhance brown eyes. And we found out 79% of people have brown eyes, yet there's no product made specifically to enhance brown eyes. So that's once cool. wow. you get that narrow and understand like that's your community and that's what they're after, you create a product for that. It's a lot simpler to try to, you know, sell and market that product versus I want to create a beauty brand because I'm a celebrity or I'm an influencer that has big influence. Oh, you you, you want to yeah. show up with a, with a functional product that'll help yeah enhance people that's the engineer in you you find the problem you come up with the solution yeah yeah I mean, you find and, your and, niche yeah exactly and and what the way i viewed makeup and beauty in general was like when i look at it from the outsider you know a guy engineer it's like it looks complicated but why does it have to be this company you have to watch hours and hours of youtube videos to learn how to do your eyeshadow and and that's like a big piece of you know the business is the brand is to simplify beauty yeah you know how do we do that and then that, and that's what we hope we're trying to get across with our products yeah especially like with your palettes like 
I'm going to get into makeup for a second, but like sometimes when you want to do a look, you see these in these YouTube videos, they have like five palettes in front of them using one color from each one. And it's like, if I right. want to recreate that, I don't want to go buy five products. I want one yeah. thing that has like 10 shades and I can do multiple looks with that one product. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, that our answer to that was the eye kits. Yeah, exactly. An eye kit that had five eyeshadows that was meant for blue eyes or green eyes or brown eyes. And it came, the colors would were meant to enhance your eye color. And it came with the complimentary eyeliner that you you would use that would complement that. And it came with the brush. So that's all you needed if you wanted that look. Yeah, so, that's super smart. Yeah, so. And I think she'll be asking you more questions after the podcast on yeah. different looks. I've been <laughs> following your, your brand since you guys started. So I'm like girling in the corner right here. <laughs> Amazing. We love it. We'll definitely have to send you some products. Oh, I will do my awesome. army reviews for you guys. Love it. We'll take the, the lip balm. She got what she came here for. You guys will get the lip balm uh, once it launches. <laughs> nice. Um, I have two more questions. And then I know Arta has some questions about the business side of things too. But um, first, can you go into how the pandemic affected you guys as a startup, small business and how you guys... Yeah went around that to cope with the effects of it and and how you're doing now yeah i mean that was scary um we we did i mean and i think everyone was just like other than physically like you know being scared from and then from a business perspective we're like uh oh hmm. what's gonna happen now is everything gonna stop and and you know we were a small company so we were able to pull back on some things quickly um which we did to try to analyze the, the environment to see what, what happened and luckily for us online being very D to C heavy, um, the sales were still coming in. People were at home um, mm -hmm. and they were bored in the beginning and they were shopping and they were doing stuff. And I think it was like a feel good, you know, incentive to do something, to buy like a lipstick or, or an eyeshadow or, or blush or whatever yeah. it was. So um, once, you know, the first three months we, we kind of were like, oh, what's happening? And then we found out like, you know, things were, were okay. Our, our biggest retailer, which is Ulta, um, they completely just shut everything off. They stopped orders. They stopped paying us, which sucked because, you know, they, they, their business is heavily reliant on brick and mortar. Um, mm -hmm. and we had a couple products in brick and mortar, uh, but we were heavily on, on their com. but they just completely stopped everything. They stopped ordering. Maybe they overreacted and, and it's, it's a, it's a bigger play for them than us. Right. So I, I understand that, but they completely stopped. So that, that sucked, but you know, luckily we're, we're very, our own D to C focused and, and that didn't impact. And then yeah. once, once things we started, you know, everyone like the fear kind of settled down and you're understanding what it is and how you're living in this new, new normal and, and, and life. We, we made adjustments, you know, obviously our marketing and, and the way we speak and connect with our consumers and, and being there for them and understanding, you know, you know, we're all in this together. How could we help our community get through this and, and create different type of content that's feel good, that makes them feel better. It's not just like, here, we're here to sell you products. So that was, that was our like little pivot shift. Uh, we gave back, we, we, we did X percentage of of um, our sales for four months during the pandemic, we gave back to a California COVID relief fund that helps um, oh, wow. you know, awesome. kids that were out of school and that weren't getting fed, um, homeless people in California, and, and I forget, immigrants, I think was the third one. So we, we gave back, we did a couple of initiatives. Um, we gave back to nurses, the lipsticks to kind of empower them and, and for the good they were doing during the times, Absolutely which was amazing. the yeah, real yeah, heroes at the time. 
Yeah. So um, from a business perspective, you know, we shifted our marketing and, and really tuned in on our community. Um, and then the business, the sales stuff kind of worked itself out. We were lucky mm -hmm. to, to, to not be, you know, too over leveraged. We, as a small company, you never want to be in that position and, and we weren't. So luckily it, it really didn't impact us. And we actually grew 2X last year in 2020, which was amazing for us. So congratulations. Really this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Thank you guys. That's interesting. You say that about Ulta because a lot of like everyone was online shopping, but because of uh, factories and manufacturers were closed in China, like companies were running out of product. So yeah. people mm -hmm. wanted to shop, but the companies had no products because they weren't getting anything from the warehouses and all That's, so. you're right i mean yeah. when altus started like after the fear stopped and they were like okay people are shopping actually a lot of people are shopping especially our digital brands we're getting a lot of sales from them they started placing orders and then what happened is yeah you're right china factories were out um, but we don't manufacture in China. We have, um, we do our components and our packaging that comes from Asia. Mm -hmm. um, but the problem was that the labs here in the U.S. were mandatory shut down, especially in California for three months. Yeah. So there was, you guys had a harder lockdown than most states. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Florida was a little different. I mean, they California. were just essentially selling inventory on hand for the first few months. Yeah. So we were just trying to sell what we could and, and just managing that supply chain was kind of a pain, but luckily, you know, better relationships you have with your suppliers, they could kind of like work with you and understand, sure. like, hey, you know, so being small maybe could have benefited us because our orders weren't as big. Yeah, to your point, it was easy to pull back uh, when you're when you're a small shop. So Cass, you, you mentioned about Alta. How did that partnership come up? Did you approach them um, in the early stages or did they find you? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, luckily for us, obviously my wife, you know, having the digital influence uh, side, they were they had her, their eyes on her naturally. And then um, when we launched the one palette, the identity palette, um, they were intrigued. So they reached out, asked us to send it to 10 buyers. We sent it to 10 buyers and it was, I think, nine out of 10 replied and said, we absolutely need this as soon as possible and they want to place a big order and we couldn't support that so yeah. we had to you know and it was just it was a fantastic product and to this day that's our number one bestseller um the identity palette so it was it was a knockout product and, and they loved it and it worked and and that that's how the relationship started and and obviously you don't stay in Alta just by having that relationship you got to be able to sell products too and and thankfully we were able sure. to prove that um throughout the past few years yeah so it's it's been good they're 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 a good partner <laughs> yeah do you guys have any future plans for expanding into other stores yeah i mean expansion i mean going deeper with with alta would be great it's kind of hard when you're a smaller brand mm -hmm. to like say pick alta and sephora because they, they don't like that they want you to pick and choose and we, yeah, we've yeah. been happy with them but but there's definitely a lot of room to grow with with alta as well and okay. with our product roadmap coming up uh, the next year i think i think there's some white space on alta that that we're going to fill those voids and i think mm -hmm. we could be in good position to you know grow with them on on that front yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I, nice. I definitely like that viewpoint that instead of going wider, you guys want to go deeper with your customers and everything. So I, I respect that a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's where we found success. It's like you can't chase you know, you don't appeal to anybody. It's your everybody, right? Yeah. So, I mean, we're we're only having Iranians on. I don't think we're gonna. Yeah. <laughs> the Americans are gonna tune in that much. We're going no. deep in the Iranian space. <laughs> Yeah, maybe, maybe. Listen, we, we, have, we have an endless amount of good Iranians we can speak. Yeah. Yeah. Doing so many diverse. Um, yeah, I'd love to share. 
I so, love so, so now we get to the most difficult. Wait, wait, I have one more question. Okay, go. Um, what is it like working with your wife and living with your wife and uh, <laughs> like being everything. together all the time? Pros, cons. <laughs> Do you guys ever are like, I can't see oh, yeah. you. Like, go away. It's not easy. Yeah. Do I recommend it? I don't know. It's not easy. Well, um, it's it's a big you learning. Share an office. At least you have your own offices. Or how does this? You know. Yeah. No, we actually share an office. Oh my god. It's it's a uh, but she's not always in the office at all times and and there's different like conference rooms and, and so forth that we work out of but I mean for the most part it's it's finding your boundaries because people operate differently especially in a business environment and it's at the end of the day it's having respect for each other which mm-hmm. we ultimately have and that's like you know everything is not taken personally but at the end of the day it's it's like business and small business so you're kind of overlapping but. I mean, the best advice I would give is don't work with your. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no. You cry for help. Do you want? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell us more. You can, you can go deeper you with help. us. <laughs> no, definitely, it, it's not easy. That's the short no. answer. You know, you, you gotta have boundaries outside of work. You gotta know, like, you know, after six p.m., we're not talking about work. We're not waking right. up talking about work, and and that's and, what. We found. And I think that's a downfall for a lot of people who do work together is that it's constantly work, 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 work. Yeah, yeah. Um, they don't separate the two. And, and you know, to your point, okay, outside of business hours. Granted, it's your business, so there's technically no outside of business hours. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you try to as much as possible. You try to, yeah, as much as possible, and you try to like you know segment like this is my work and this is your work, and you're gonna make the decisions here. And if we need to discuss anything, we come about and we talk about it. So it's almost like you're running two different businesses, um, and then being able to like switch on and off, like you know, you're not my wife right now. It's it's work, you know. It's, <laughs> it's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're my you're my business partner. Yeah, my, yeah. But if all else fails, happy wife, happy life. Yeah. Oh, trust me. People think sometimes I'm the assistant because, you know, I'll go grab her (laughs) coffee and stuff like that. She's like, oh, you have such an assistant. It's like, actually, it's co-founder. It's my husband. He's he's And you know what? You I imagine you probably do get stereotyped a lot. Like if you go into meetings and stuff like that, they probably view you as not the co-founder of a makeup brand. They probably view you as the assistant or something. That must be like annoying <laughs> to deal with sometimes. Yeah. I kind of like that viewpoint sometimes. And then you surprise them with the No, answer. you catch people off guard. Yeah. That's the best yeah. thing to do. Right, right. That. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. So, 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 so all right, should we were getting to the hardest part. Now we're getting to the hard part. So now you can- so Kaz, um, we have a segment called uh, Rapid Fire. Very original, I know. Just However, we, we, give, we give you some hard-hitting questions. Yeah, so this is, it's rapid fire, man. We're going to ask you, you answer it. Boom. Let's, Short let's and simple. All right. I'm going to answer Kobe for everything. Oh, there we go. We're done. That's no, it. Hold on. You know, you know, before we start rapid fire, before we start rapid fire. Okay. I'm a Heat fan since okay. I was a kid. Okay. Respect. Okay. Um, do you actually mean that? I do mean, he does. I mean, listen, he's a basketball. Like, I can, you he know, had their years. I like I like the cut of his jib. So, did you think the Heat were actually going to make the finals last year? I did. Wow. Okay. I, did. I thought. Okay. I mean, Giannis went out, so I thought I thought for sure they could. They what do you mean, Giannis? Giannis was there the whole time. Was he? Didn't get. Yeah. I think he missed the last the, game. I think the last game. Yeah, the last game. Yeah. When they were up three-one, he missed I mean, the last game. I think basketball is a game of momentum, and once you're like you know on that roll, right. it's hard to get beat. And I think that's what Miami yeah. did. Now, I, I had an argument Lakers. with some friends, and the Lakers were the favorite from the beginning of the season. We know that. Um, I looked at it as if the Heat did not get injured as they did in the finals, 
it would have at least gone to seven games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But then it's LeBron James in a game seven. Then, what are you, you know. going to do? Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. It was it was a good matchup. Too bad there was some injuries. Yeah. But let's see. I mean, this here is another shot. I think Miami's got another shot at it, right? Yeah, but you guys got to deal with AD and, and making sure he's healthy. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't think the Lakers are repeating. And then that's looks yeah, scary. That's dangerous. That looks scary. All right, so, let's get into anyway, it. Anyway, rapid fire. Let's do it. Who's going for? I mean, you're going first, right? I'll go I'm first. I'm going to off. Here we go. Uh, favorite place you've traveled to? I'd say Morocco, just because it was so different. Okay. Uh, what's one thing on your bucket list? I don't know. I play golf with Tiger Woods. Play, play what? Bucket list is something that you could actually do. Okay. I don't know. Go somewhere exotic. Maldives, maybe. It looks beautiful. Well, okay. Good answer. Uh, who's your role model or inspiration? Inspiration, I'd say parents um, and role model. Um, I think my I looked up to my sister growing up a lot. She mm-hmm. set the standards really high. 4.0 GPAs and all that. Oh, the perfect child. Yeah, yeah the older yeah. sister, yeah. The uh, golden child. Golden yeah. child. Always, always trying to hit. Once, um, one piece of advice that you would give your 18-year-old self. Don't care about your GPA. There you go. He's right about that. That's like a knife a in the one. heart to Persian parents. That is yeah, the yeah. stupidest number, metric, anything. Or the pl- plus and minus. Yeah. Like, it on. doesn't mean anything, and it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And we'll never look at anyone's GPA or ask. For never look at it again after you get your first job. No one's going to see C's get degrees. Listen, when I got hired for my first job in aerospace, they didn't even look at my GPA either. Because they care about what you're going to do, not what you're. Yeah. What you can offer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a person. Um, who is one person that you would have to, you would like to have lunch with, dead or alive? Kobe. Fair. <laughs> Naturally. There. Natural <laughs> Favorite favorite sci-fi movie. Favorite sci-fi. Oh man, I hate sci-fi movies. Really? All non-fiction. I know, believe it or not. But that's why the whole <laughs> marketing and creative side makes more sense than why I went away from engineering, right? Um right. Have I even watched the full Star Wars movie? Okay, I'm favorite action movie. I'm, I'm all about documentaries. Sorry. Okay. Because my next question was going to be, are you excited for Top Gun 2? Yeah, that, that one looks cool. I mean, Top Gun's a classic. Okay. It's coming out soon, right? Okay. Yeah, soon. Just here. Favorite sport to watch or play? I can imagine. What was that? Favorite sport to watch or play? Favorite sport to watch, basketball. Favorite sport to play nowadays? I mean, soccer is what I'd love to play, but it's getting tougher when you get older. Get injured a lot. Well, let me let me ask you this. What's your favorite soccer team? I mean, I'm a Messi guy, so I'll go. I'll, I'll go with Barcelona. Not Team Melly. Ah, uh, Team Melly always. That's number one. That's <laughs> number one. Yeah, that's number one. <laughs> when you said She's that, not going to sit here and say Purse Police over over Barcelona either. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't believe he just said. I can't believe he just said Messi. That guy literally kicked us out of the World Cup. <laughs> yeah. No, he's betraying us. No. If you went to his comment section after he made that goal, it was just filled with Iranians with all the forces <laughs> you can think of. Just yeah, all, the, all they kept asking for was his mother and his sister. I don't know what that is. What that <laughs> is. <laughs> well, we're mad at him because he, he got us in uh, the last not two World Cups ago with that with that goal. He well, scored. that's what we're talking about. Yeah, that's what that's we're talking about. about. Oh, that's what you're saying. Yeah. He really, yeah, he kicked us out. He really. He's right. It was, yeah, it was, was tough times. That was one of the nicest. It still hurts. It was a great goal. It was a nice shot. Yeah, it was a great goal. <laughs> we could, yeah, I couldn't be mad at it. What's one thing that you can't leave home without? You can't say phone, keys, or wallet. Um, if I haven't had coffee, for sure coffee. And if not coffee, it's a jug of water. Oh, you're like Stay that. hydrated. Okay, fair enough. Kubide or bag? 
Kubi all day, not even close. No question. Wow. <laughs> nice. Real Persians uh, will pick Kubi all day, right? Yeah. All day. Everyone, yeah. right? Well, ones, well, the ones born in Iran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The ones born in Iran. That's true. Lubia Polo or good Kubi here? LA's got great Kubi there, guys. Rafi yeah. is the place to okay. be. Lubia Polo or Was that a Davat? <laughs> yeah. Anytime you guys are in LA, let's meet up. <laughs> Poor Arash has been asking this question. Second time I asked him. No, really. <laughs> no, but Rafi's in Thank LA you. is the best. Yeah, Rafi's is bomb. So good. It's, oh. But it's funny. It's it's owned by Armenians. Is it really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, there was an Armenian from, from Iran that was like in the restaurant business in Iran. But Okay, I was going to say, Persian. their food tastes just like Iran's food. Like even my parents yeah. were like, oh my gosh, this tastes like yeah. food. Yeah, my, my parents love that one. That's one of their favorite yeah. spots. So good. Bagali polo or lubia polo? Yeah, I can't choose. Those are like... You got to pick one, man. got to pick one. <laughs> what's what's, what's not bagali polo with? Mahi che. Okay, that's it then. <laughs> what, about, what if it was with chicken? Just out of curiosity. What? What if it was with chicken? Oh, then it would be uh, lubia polo for sure. Okay. Yeah. Bye. You would agree, right? Man of, a man of culture for sure. <laughs> Karafs or gorma sabzi? No, Karafs just doesn't belong anywhere. Right. Really? It does. Oh. Yes. Yes. Karafs is like. <laughs> who even it's came such up a, with? I, it's so disappointing too when they're like, we have horish ready and then bam, celery. Oh. No, I'll just eat the rice with the yogurt by itself. Yeah, oh God, sure. yes. Arash is a huge Karafs uh, lover and the two of us are not. So it's always a tiebreaker. When but they, they like Fis and June, so I lost all respect for them after that. But anyway. Um, Fis and June's good. Fis and June's good when you have it sour. Yeah. Uh, the, the potato tadig or regular tadig? Potato. Potato tadig. Uh, my vote's potato. Yeah, yeah pota- potatoes is an elite it's a different level. It's like not even yeah. fair. <laughs> so, um, and then should we ask him that one? Are we, are we nixing that one question? I wait, wait, let me, let me, let me ask, uh, let me ask a question. Who's cooking do you like better, your mother's or your wife's? Arta! <laughs> Jesus. Ooh. Let's put them on the spot. Depends what they're cooking. Okay. Persian so food, my mom. My wife's okay, Armenian, okay. Um, but she doesn't cook really Armenian food, but like the classical American pastas and Asian okay. bits and that. She's, Depending what route you want to go. Yeah. But if I was to say like cooking overall, I'd go with my mom. <laughs> Persian food's got more like depth. Uh, Sona, please yeah, yeah. this part out for you. No, <laughs> hopefully Sona doesn't see this. You're not getting any dinner tonight. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you I'm gonna ask you two more food questions. Um, one is, this one's very. Come specific. on, man! I'm juicy. I can't eat food. It's very This goes to the type of rice that's on the table. Do you like kate or regular rice? Regular. Yeah. Regular, right? Yeah, regular. I, can't do I, I, I prefer the tadig on the kate versus the one now. Potato tadig aside. Yeah. I prefer that tadig. Ah. Uh, yeah. Does that make sense? That's just mad about huh? What is it? With catafs. Absolutely. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm learning a lot about you. Here, Warmer Sabji is an amazing, amazing. Ash is a psychopath. I'm learning a lot about you. Yeah. I'm a masochist. To, uh, not continue this after. He's like, the carps guy? No, 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 no. No, he's going to really hate me after this question because I already know what he's going to answer. Um, is no. a hot dog a sandwich? No. Yeah, yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> He's on me and artist side. Oh. Listen, man. Me I'm glad you didn't waste time to think about that one. Just no. Oh yeah, it's not a sandwich. Jamish Maybe going. in Iran, it's like yeah, no. it's like sand sandwich, you know. Yeah. See, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they put ketchup on their spaghetti. Yeah. So hey, don't knock. You know, I had a I went to Wrigley Field one time and I had a hot dog there. Oh, and, I love hot dogs. 
They put tomatoes in it. Yeah, those are the best. Oh, yeah. well, that's kind of Iran's, isn't it? When they do the sausages with tomatoes and lettuce, uh-huh. it's kind of the same thing. Right, with the pickle, everything. Yeah. Yeah, sure, everything. Oh, they do that in Iran? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you hungry? I get creative out there. Yeah, I'm a little, so, a little so rumble. Cass, Cass, thank you so much uh, for coming on with us. We really appreciate you. Uh, for all of our followers, you can follow Cassara at Cassara underscore B underscore on Instagram. And then, you know, the cosmetic brand is under Persona Cosmetics um, on Instagram as well. Uh, so definitely give them a follow, look at their products. I'm sure uh, there's something there for everybody, right? Whether it's for yourself or significant other, I'm sure there's something available. For men coming soon. Yeah. No, thank you guys for having me. It was a pure joy. I really like uh, discussing. It was my first podcast. So thanks for having me, guys. I love yeah, what you guys are you. doing here. So keep it up. Thank you, man. So, you, so man. yeah, it's it's appreciate it. Great to get your story out there. I think it's it is such a unique story, especially for yeah, for yeah. a man. Yeah, you know. It, <laughs> but let's be realistic about it. Yeah, it, it oh, truly yeah. is a unique story. Believe it or not, there's lots of men in the beauty space. I know. I'm not saying that. I'm saying the transition you yeah, made from from aerospace. Yeah. yeah, it's very yeah. unique. It, it should be like a title of a book almost, right? <laughs> Right. there's your next project yeah maybe <laughs> all right guys thank you so much for joining we appreciate you all right have thank a great you, week guys. everybody thank you it was a pleasure thank you thank you, thank you guys. great week guys